We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jeff Joniak, the voice of your Chicago Bears. Justin takes it knee one more time, runs to the north end zone. They all belly flop into the end zone. Like little kids on the playground oh, during a rainstorm, just having fun. Second and five of the 33. Blitz on and Fields gonna run up the middle. He'll get near the let's call it the 34-yard line on a run by Justin Fields, and that is the yard that gets him to 1,000 yards rushing in a single season. He is only the third quarterback in NFL history to accomplish that. Lamar Jackson has done it twice. Michael Vick did it as well in 2006. Congratulations, Justin Fields. Jeff Joniak, you are ridiculous. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, always a delight to talk to our dear friend Jeff Joniak. A lot of of years under the belt with Jeff, and he joins us now on... The Score Hotline brought to you by Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Jeff, today is 2-3-23. is a time to remember Michael Jordan, and we yes. certainly do remember that. Some great years covering the Bulls back in the day. Oh, we certainly did. Uh, wow. Uh, you know, that's when I really got to know the real Mike Mulligan. Oh, boy. <laughs> that is a horrible reality. And what a great guy he is oh, the no. William A. Finnegan S.J. Memorial Award winner. Congratulations. Oh, How about that? Look at you. Yeah. I love that. I love that. But uh, those MJ days, uh, it was uh, literally like traveling with the Beatles, and you did more of the traveling. I only came along in the postseason, but uh, some great memories. Uh, one of my favorites was before they went to Detroit to try and upend the Pistons, uh, that game at Chicago Stadium. Uh, there was a thick haze in the building, and Michael put his team on his back, as he always did. And I remember driving home under the L tracks on Lake Street to, because the traffic was so bad, and uh, I was in tears because I was moved by that performance. I could not believe what I witnessed, and uh, it happened more than once, just when you think about it. Just uh, dramatic, dramatic, dramatic. Awesome time. Great memories, Jeff. Yeah. And tomorrow you might be in the midst of another one. You're calling the Senior Bowl for – XM Radio, great honor to have the voice of the Bears in Mobile, Alabama for this occasion. Great testament to your talent, Jeff. I just wonder, in all your preparation, have you practiced? Max Duggan, you are ridiculous. <laughs> no, the, the ridiculous is put away a long time okay. ago. Uh, until Devin uh, gets in the Hall of Fame, then we can resurrect it. But, no, that, that, that was – you know, that's custom built for, for Devin, you know, because that's just raw emotion. So we haven't seen anybody come around that way. But uh, there are some very interesting – uh, talents in this game and you know it's always one that you hope to see some really good quarterback play last year five of the six that did play actually took NFL snaps last season so you can't discount that at all these guys are going to find their way on rosters for sure but in terms of star talent at the quarterback position no he's the biggest name though 
Heisman runner-up and uh, out of Texas Christian. He's had something to prove as well after that performance in the championship game. Uh, but the guy loves football, and he does have some uh, really interesting talents, as do a couple of other guys. Jake Hayner is an underdog. If you're looking for those from Fresno State, he'll be on the national team. Uh, this guy's got grit to him. Uh, and just watch the UCLA game in 2021, and you'll, you'll get to see what he's all about as well. You know what's fun is being able to kind of uh, catch up with uh, the idea that the Bears are down there and they got a little insight, right? The idea oh, yeah. that uh, Luke Getze is a coach of the team. You know, I was reading earlier in the week that he was having these practices that were a different pace than the other uh, team, and, and he was doing a lot of teaching. I think that's really important to, to get his sense of how these guys learn, of what you can – you know, they've discovered players – uh, down there, and uh, with the extra insight, maybe they discover something else. So it's a, it's a real advantage, I think, for the Bears this year. Well, you can look a guy in the eye and see what he's all about in his chest as well, that heart, right. see if what he's got. But, yeah, I mean, typically the, the, the scouts and the general managers, uh, they'd like to see as many reps as possible because they want to evaluate everybody and set the teaching aside for another day. But, you know, take the opportunity, do what you have to do, and – the interesting thing about this game is that it's just not two teams with their entire staffs and their entire support staff. It is a mix of 16 different teams just thrown together. And I, I always find that, you know, Mike, you have a favorite word. You always use the word fascinating. It's fascinating to me that you could, on, on a week's notice, uh, basically, I mean, there's some prep involved, but you get the collective minds of all these assistant coaches and they put together a, a practice plan, and it looks like football. <laughs> I, 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 from all these guys, parts unknown, without your typical support staff. I mean, we're talking about everything from trainers to video guys shooting practice. So it, it's going to be a, an interesting week. Uh, it has been an interesting week. It should be an interesting game as well. Beyond that, I think Luke Getze's career is enhanced because of the contacts he can make and the impression he can leave from his head coaching experience. It is just a – all-star game, but he is now the guy that gets in front of a team, and he's being watched, Jeff. And I think when you look at his evolution as an assistant coach, we asked a question early in the week, can Luke Getze become a head coach before the Bears get to the playoffs? Do you think that's Mm. conceivable, or does one have to come with the other? I think one has to come with the other unless there's something really special about the guy, and uh, there very well uh, could be because he did impress in his interviews last year. I, I was told that, and he uh, he really commanded that interview process. So this is a huge step for him. And it, it, with all these other assistants from other teams uh, coming along, you know, you, you start putting your, your book together as a potential head coach, right? Who's going to be on my staff? And it's not just friends. It's it's people, and, you know, I, I always hate the idea you bring along your friends because that's the worst thing you can do. You bring around the best assistant coaches you can possibly find and put them on your staff. you got to be like-minded, of course, same scheme, same thinking, but, you know, don't don't be afraid to get guys that haven't worked with you before, and now you're getting exposed to all these different coaches. So I think uh, it all it's all about playoffs. Those are the guys that get most of the recognition. And so uh, I'm glad there's not a big upheaval on the Bears staff, in, in particular – that that position you can't keep making changes at the offensive coordinator position and expect development consistently from your quarterback yeah I you know and the other element here is um, the Bears have a ton of money in free agency so you're down there you're looking at players you've got your guy your coordinator he knows what he's looking for in different players it's a really nice advantage you also can figure out 
what the depth of different positions are. You know, you got to know the draft, and you got to know if you need to go into free agency to get a player or two, and they certainly will be getting, I hope, three or four starters out of free agency. Then you then you can kind of balance your draft around that, and then you can get back in the market uh, after the fact as well. 100%, and, I, and I've told David this the other day. I'm tunnel vision here. I'm just looking at the line of scrimmage right now. I'm not looking at anybody else in terms of really – Significant analysis, pass rushers, interior defensive linemen, offensive linemen. Uh, that, that's where I have to be focused on because, as we're seeing in the playoffs, we're seeing in, in NFL history, if you can't do it in the trenches, you're not going to do it, period. So that has to be reinforced in every way possible. There are strengths in this particular game and in the draft with, with the defensive line, edge rushers, right. uh, the offensive line position. Uh, there's some mammoth people in there. I know the Bears want to be uh, – on their feet quick and be able to move uh, with some speed. So you, you got to uh, sift through that in terms of what they're looking for. But in uh, the tight end position is also one of great strength running back position. So these are potential places down the line in the draft that you could potentially get a starter out of this senior bowl class, let alone what we're going to see at the combine. Because there are mammoth holes on the bears depth chart that Jeff, I think when you talk about the needs that exist, to fill them in the draft, yes. Free agency, I wonder, do you expect the Bears to go into free agency prioritizing the things you just described? Don't they have to, even though the skill position is what everybody wants for Justin Fields, even though there might be a shiny new Saquon Barkley there in free agency, don't you have to stay disciplined if you're Ryan Poles and start to build from the ball on out? 100%. I think it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a conversation ender if you don't. You have to. It, that is the only way to start this process here in 2023 and beyond. And I think he is quite an understanding of that as a former offensive lineman. His eyes are, are definitely at the line of scrimmage. Uh, and that's what you have to do. Uh, and I know er, there's shiny new pieces that you'd love to add. But what I don't want, and I know he's discussed this many times, just don't force anything. You know, there might not be some great receivers out there in free agency or in this draft that you can get because you have other needs. Uh, so don't force it and uh, overinvest in something that, you know, may not pan out the way you want it. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting because I think that I, I've been saying to David, I, I thought, Jeff, that it was a bad thing for the Bears when the salary cap went up, uh, whatever it was, 8%, because it yeah. would mean teams had more money and the fear is – that a guy like Darren Payne, for instance, from the Commanders, he's 25 years old, he's 320 pounds, he's a good interior lineman, is he going to be available, right? Do they have mm -hmm. more money now to prevent guys like that from hitting the free agent market? That's what uh, worries me a little. It's a fair, uh, fair analysis there. Uh, it worries me too because uh, I'd love to have that guy in navy, yep. blue, and orange for sure. Yep. And there's going to be a bunch of other guys. But, again, you know, just be disciplined, and I think he has been very transparent about that, and he he will be. Just because you have it doesn't mean you're going to spend it all. You can't invest all of it in just one big chunk uh, to one guy. While one guy can make a difference at that position on the defensive line, hey, I look at what Detroit did in the draft last year. They, they drafted three defensive linemen. They had to wait on one in James Houston and became a sudden star, yeah. Aiden Hutchinson, Pascal, and you just – developed a whole unit in one draft and not to mention now what they can do and continue building they managed to to put together a very nice season up there in Detroit so just stick to your gut instincts here on how you want to build this thing 
He says he's draft-driven. He does have the assets financially, but it has to be uh, pick and choose and know where you want to put it. You got, as David pointed out, that there are many, many holes on this team, and it's position-wide. Jeff, nobody studies the league like you do, so I know you have an opinion or a thought on Vic Fangio going to the Dolphins as wow. their defensive coordinator, the highest-paid assistant coach in the league now, $4.5 million per year, and that's more, based on the information we could gather, than half of the head coaches in the NFL. How do you, they justify that, and do you think it will be money well spent? Well, if you got it, the, the you know the one thing there's no salary cap for coaches, <laughs> right? Right. So why not? I love Vic. I think he's uh, a premier defensive coordinator. He he understands the game in a unique way, and he's patient with his guys uh, to develop them. And so yeah, happy for Vic. Uh, he was in high demand apparently, so he could have gone anywhere he wanted to. Frankly, the way it sounds. Yeah, I, I got mean, no problem with it actually. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I just think you know we were talking about it. it you give up a first-rounder for Sean Payton. There's first-round plus. They're swapping a second right. for a third. And and then you got a guy like Vic getting paid like a head coach. I mean, there are a lot of head coaches out there that aren't making $4.5 million. You think, I, they're, you think they're running to ownership right now? Yeah, oh this guy. I mean, seriously. <laughs> and, and, and he's, you know, Vic is 64, I believe, right? So he's got a three-year deal at that kind of money um, it's, it's an unbelievable, you know, he, and he'll be left alone. I don't think, that, oh, you know, he's yeah. got his own McDaniel's going to do his thing. Yell at the quarterback. In Miami, he'll never shovel I, snow again. I, no, no he'll like that. He'll, he'll like that. You know, I, you know, listen, I, what do you guys think of it? Honestly, oh, I, I, it. I, I think there's nothing wrong with it at all. And, and that's the way Vic rolls. Leave it to him. Leave it to me. I'll handle this. You handle your stuff. I, I don't need to be bothered with anything right now. I got this under control. So, and he's been a head coach. He's got that experience now. So he's got a little more cachet rolling in uh, to that locker room in Miami. Jeff, I think that we're headed toward uh, the the next phase of this, the next extension of this uh, conversation. Is you saw the Broncos give up the draft capital for Sean Payton. You're going to see a team at some point in time give up a draft pick for a coordinator, because if you value assistant coaches to this degree, at some point in time your capital is not just going to be the money because there is no cap. You're going to give up a pick for a guy who might have been fired or left the team but still under contract, and that will be the case if you want him badly enough. It won't be broad scope, though, because you know those, those picks are just too valuable. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really realize how many times it's happened already. I think five or six times now that draft picks have gone for head coaches over the course of uh, the NFL in recent vintage anyway. You know, the one that, that pops for me is the Gruden one that got them to a Super Bowl win in Tampa Bay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, you make a great point, uh, especially especially offensive coordinators. Let's be honest. Those are the hardest ones to find. The, the, they're, to me, offensive coordinators are the most stubborn of all football coaches. They close their door, they do their thing, and they sometimes, and, I, and I've experienced it, I've seen it, you, they don't want to be – they don't want to hear anything from anybody else. They just want to do their thing. And if it's not going well, the adjustments are, you know, it's not really on them. It's on everybody else. I'm not painting everybody with a broad brush, but it's, it's, it's something that uh, is, is uh, of consideration. And teams go through them more than anything else. And I think that's what really hampers offensive development. And I know if you're fortunate to get a really good one, you hope to keep them for a, a serious length of time uh, because the best quarterbacks, they're going to be the best quarterbacks Anyway, 
But the Peyton Mannings and the Drew Breeses and these guys that stayed in one system for the bulk of their right, career, right. Uh, they, they reap the benefits for sure. Jeff, I know you you've, all your focus has been on this game and getting your call right and your your preparation is legendary. I just wonder. <laughs> you I, guys it's are funny, true. man. I, you, I, <laughs> there hey, ain't we, no legend in my name, that's oh, for damn sure. come on. We know but it. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's this true. is this is a, it's like 126 players, and yes. there's multiple numbers. This is going to be a challenge and, now. And the Northwestern kid's got a tough name to, to, to pronounce. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love this kid. I texted uh, – Pat Fitzgerald yesterday, I said, hey, have you seen what he's been doing? And he just gave me a short answer. Uh, loves the kid, that's for sure. Uh, some some really, really good defensive play. But I'm going with Adi uh, Adabare, so I'm not going with the whole first name. Uh, but he is – yesterday he drove uh, – did you see this highlight at all? No. For the, no. the Notre Dame kid, uh, Patterson. He drove him into the middle of next week in oh, one-on-ones. Wow. And it was um, – I, I, I didn't think I could ever see something like that. He's six one and 5'8", 284, but he's got 34-inch arms and a wingspan of like 83. And he was – he's just explosive off the line of scrimmage. I could see him being a three technique in a certain team so you're de- you're definitely monitoring as much as you're doing this if you're looking at wingspan and you're looking at hand size or whatever uh, I'm a, I'm you're a draft guy you're getting no, you're I love getting it. geared up for the NFL draft, draft already Nick. you're using this to feed what of you're course. going to. it's great it's wonderful it's, it's, it's saving me some time actually yes. i would have never got to all this by now no it's a, it's a great it's honor awesome. to do it i can't wait to do it and uh, I, you know, I know there's not a lot of like a first bunch of first rounders in this thing, but there'll be some top 50 players in here. Uh, I would say about uh, eight to 10, maybe 12. So it'll be a good, it'll be good. I don't even know if these guys are going to play. That's the other thing too. You know, agents get involved yes. before kickoff. Hey, yeah. you know, maybe you did a really good job this week. We're yeah. hearing you really improved your stock. How about you sit this one out? So <laughs> well, I have that, no idea. That's the whole idea. And, and as Molly pointed out earlier this week, it, it was the right way to look at this. These players may not be, the top 10, this is the rank and file of, yes. the, of the NFL in the future. These are the guys that are going to fill out rosters, play special teams, be five-year starters, have good careers, may not be the biggest names, but they will be big contributors. 100%. In this uh, game last year, you got Braxton Jones. Even down the line, Sterling Weatherford, who's a really good special teams player, was on the Bears this year. You got Dominique Robinson yep. as a fifth-round pass rusher you're hoping to develop. You got those guys out of there. there there's a couple of more. Valus Jones. Yeah, Valus Jones, who was also yeah. on the sidelines watching practice next to really? Luke Getze what? during what? the week. What's he should he be doing? catching punts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was. Oh, that's maybe beautiful. he maybe he was a consultant in this game. I don't know. And and of course you've got some uh, local products. Another guy, you know, Homewood Flossmore's John Michael Schmitz. He's a center from Minnesota. He's going to be a plug and play starter in this league. He is about six four, three oh six, first team All American. He shined in this one too. He once he got his hands on somebody. They weren't going anywhere. Uh, very impressive player there. And then at the wide receiver position. Uh, as I look for my board here real quick, Jaden Reed out of Naperville Central. Uh, what an explosive route runner. Uh, he went to Michigan State. Uh, really impressive during the course of the week as well. So a couple of local guys, including the Northwestern guys. And Evan Hall from Northwestern is a little bowling ball. Not a little. He's 5'11", 214, but a uh, really good receiver. Who? Yeah. He'll knock you over. Oh, yeah, he's going to knock he's, you over. He's a good runner. He's a tough kid. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, listen, I love football. So this is like uh, really? cat, catnip for me. So <laughs> I, Couldn't tell, Jeff. Yeah. I Great love stuff. It. Hey, anyway, can't wait for the broadcast. We'll be listening. Really appreciate your time, Jeff. Hey, again, congratulations, up. Mike. It's uh, quite the you, honor man. as well. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.